Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast, where five guys talk tech, movies, TVs, video games, and whatever else that comes into their mind. Uh, I'm Caleb. I'm joined by my co-hosts, all of them, well, almost all of them, Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. And Jummit. No. And Kyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, we've got a great show. We've got Star Wars. We've got questions from listeners for the first time ever. Someone actually talked to us on the interwebs. Uh, All that and much more on today's... Here we go! What's up, guys? How's your week, man? Fantastic. For one particular reason. Puyo Puyo Tetris was released on the Switch yesterday. Wow, bioing. Mine was pretty great <laughs> since we're only two days into the week. My week's been a big pile of crap. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, that's how this is going to go today. <laughs> I've had a pretty good week. Um, got a lot of stuff done at work and uh, just excited to get with my bros Mostly on time and uh, get some some podcasting work done. We've been doing a lot of exciting things with the channel and the Twitter page, <clears throat> new logos, all around. Carrington's been heading our uh, streaming department. Trying and, to. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. But we have some exciting things to talk about this evening. Um, the first of those being... Jumma, we still have yet to hear your Switch reactions. We're now two months in, and uh, you have been unable to provide us with... Uh, we haven't even ever even talked to you about it at all, personally, because we're just so excited to see what you have to offer. So just lay it out. I don't have any intro questions to that. Tell me about the Switch. Okay, well, I'm going to preface this by saying, when you said mostly on time, my eyes rolled so hard in my head, I could see my spinal cord. Uh, This is getting cut out in post, by the way. Go ahead. I don't care. (laughs) Cut it out if you want. Anyway, um, I will say the first thing that's impressed me so far with my Switch is that uh, a right Joy-Con can be completely submerged (laughs) in fruity pebbles and survive. (laughs) It took some work to get it back to life, but uh, it did survive that. Uh, I've been impressed with kind of how streamlined the operating system is. We all know when the Wii U launched, that was absolutely a nightmare. It took like two minutes to get back to the home menu and just opening anything. Load times were awful. And uh, the switch is snappy. It's real fast. Uh, Battery life in standby mode is super impressive. Battery life on the Joy-Cons and my Pro Controller are have completely blown me away. I mean, uh, my Pro Controller can last a couple weeks of you know pretty regular use without a charge, which is far more than I can say for any of my other uh, gaming controllers on my other consoles. Um, 
Zelda gets my vote for game of the year, and I don't even need to play anything else <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> and if you have another opinion, you're allowed to have it, but it's wrong. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, got to play the Splatoon 2 uh, Global Test Fire. Very excited for that game. I know a lot of people are probably like, bliss about Splatoon, but I played the first one, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, just overall blown away by the Switch. It uh, exceeded my expectations. Now we just need some games to play on the thing. So do you think Nintendo made a good decision when really the main, I mean, the flagship of the Switch was Zelda, right? I, I read a, an article just a couple of days ago that said that more copies of Zelda have been sold than actual consoles Yeah, at that point in time. So yeah, I think... Do you, is Do you think that for the Wii U? No, that was just for it, the it was just Switch. Strictly, okay. Yeah, strictly Switch. So, do you think that that is in and of itself a good thing or a bad thing? Will Nintendo be able to keep the positive vibes about the Switch afloat past oh, yeah. the Zelda? Oh, yeah. Um, that's past the thing the that's Zelda. blowing me away is that uh, Breath of the Wild, little known fact, was not developed for the Switch. It was built for the Wii U and then ported to the Switch like through development cycle. If you think about it, uh, Breath of the Wild's been worked on for six years. They did, didn't even know what the Switch was going to be until about two and a half years ago. So, uh, you know, we still have yet to see a Zelda game built for the Nintendo Switch. A lot of the games we're looking at now were built for other consoles or platforms, you know, PC, whatever, and ported to the Switch. So once we start seeing some games that are actually built from the ground up to run on the Switch, I think it's going to be really impressive because there are a lot of the devs that have been working on it saying that this thing's capable of a lot more than we're seeing now. It's it's going to be comparable to the Xbox One, PS4 uh, graphically. It's just once we start getting some stuff built for it. Um so yeah, I mean, I think Zelda was a great idea right now. Get the install base, get the games coming, and you know, keep the sales strong. I think they can keep it going through the year. Depending on, I their agree. E3 especially showing. we got um, we got Mario Kart coming on Friday, and then Arms soon after that, Splatoon two X soon after that, and then just a bunch of stuff in between. So I think Nintendo's got something. I think cooking. Also, I feel like Nintendo is going to blow us away at E three. Because they've got, you know, just like Microsoft and Sony, they've got a lot of game development studios that Nintendo owns, and we've not heard anything from any of them except for the ones that are working on Splatoon, the one that is working on Splatoon. So I feel like we're about to get a, a lot of game drops, maybe some new IPs, maybe if cross my fingers, some returning IPs, Metroid, <laughs> F-Zero. I'm going to keep harping on F-Zero until it happens. Uh Falcon Punch? There hasn't Falcon been any, punch. any talk of Metroid, has there? Uh, no, it's been silent. There have been rumblings. Like rumors. Um, yeah. The only thing is the company that made the Metroid Prime trilogy has been saying they're working on a big new project for Nintendo, but we don't know what it is yet. Man, I Supposedly they've been working on it for a while. It's so called like Samus, and you play as a Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> They did a new Metro Prime. That would be amazing. Yeah, 
the last game was Donkey Kong Country Tropical, Tropical Freeze. Thunder. Tropical Freeze. Yeah, not Tropical Freeze. Tropic Freeze. Thunder. <laughs> That's the Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> yeah, Same completely thing, right? different. Yeah. But anyway, it never came go back out retarded. in 2014. <laughs> but yeah, that. Donkey Kong came back in 2014. So they, they've been working on something for three years now. So, so it better yeah, be they good. better come with it. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really excited. Like, I've not a huge Minecraft fan. I've already played it to death on like everything else, but the Nintendo mashup packs got me pretty stoked to pick that up and jump in. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like we have a lot to look forward to with switch then. Oh yes. And don't forget there's the game. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically an homage to advance wars. So I, that's, that's the next game on my list. That's top of the list. What? How, what's how deep What's the game that's supposed to be like uh, Hotline Miami you were talking about the other day? Uh, well, it's top, Mr. Shifty. Yeah. Mr. Shifty. It's it's really good. I'm almost done with I'm on the last level. Um, uh, Carrington, I was going to ask you about that. The uh, I was reading some of the reviews from the big three, and uh, they weren't giving it good marks on the Switch because of some, I guess, bad rubber banding or frame rate drops or something like that. Uh have you experienced any of that yourself? Uh, so far, the only major things I would knock it for are the humor. The jokes are really bad and cheesy. The frame rate, I've experienced it a little bit. The, the last level throws a ton of enemies at the screen, and it starts to bog down a little bit. But other than that, it seems to be fine. Um, and then there's some really odd ragdoll physics that happens sometimes, like... <laughs> I'll throw like a trident at uh, an enemy, which you can just find on a statue. So you just take the trident and throw that enemy, and then the enemy would just go clip through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. That's happened. Yeah. That's happened more than once. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Um, but it, I, I mean, nothing that I would say like, "Oh my gosh, this game's terrible" or anything like that. I know. Uh, I will be picking up Mario Kart uh, on Friday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got my pre-order down for ARMS. That and, game looks uh, fun. It it does look really fun. I hope it's... I mean, it's like the spiritual successor to Punch-Out. Who That's doesn't a, love yeah. Punch-Out? Yeah. Truth. That game looks like a lot of fun. And one of the characters, her arms are made out of ramen. So, I love ramen. I eat it, like, five days a week. So, you know. Shout out for Min Min! <laughs> That's the character's name. <laughs> They should have named it ramen. <clears throat> that would have been too obvious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, bruh. All right, so I think I think we that there there's a I think I think too much, but I also think that there's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, there's a lot that uh, we have to look forward to with the switch. Uh, this is really going to be a jumbled show today, folks, because we have Star Wars news to talk about. And do you say Star Wars news or Star Wars nudes? <laughs> um, I'll let the listener decide what they heard <clears throat> um, and determine that based on what we begin to talk to next. So has anyone seen Princess Leia lately? No, just kidding. Uh, oh, oh, dude. Poor form. Poor form. I would like to apologize to one of our three listeners for that really... Insensitive joke. Sad joke. 
Uh, Farewell, my sweet princess. That's been a couple months. I think it's fair game after. No, not Princess Leia. Oh, come on. Is it is it too soon for Harambe jokes? She's more special than Harambe. It's, Ooh, no. It, Harambe isn't, Harambe isn't dead. He's a living meme. Why are we talking We're about coming Harambe? coming off the rails. Uh, yeah, go back <laughs> to Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars The Last Jedi. The trailer yes. premiered. Star Wars Celebration was that last weekend or the weekend before. And, uh, I mean, initial impressions. Let's go around the table here. So, I... Remember, uh, as soon as it went live, I went and grabbed my dad. I'm like, Dad, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Let's watch it. So we watched it together that that day. Holy cow. I mean, there's they throw a lot of stuff at you and, um, in very quick, uh, you know, very short amount of time. And one of the things that I noticed that I've rewatched several times, they throw a lot of sounds in the background. Um, a lot of voices. <clears throat> voices, sound effects, all kinds of things that you just gotta, you know, just gotta try and pay attention to, you know? Um, but overall, the hype is real for The Last Jet. I think, but I think we can all agree on that. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Should I go last? Um, uh, you uh, last? Because <laughs> you'll be I the longest. I don't have a whole lot to say, to say about it uh, other than um seeing uh kylo's helmet crushed on the ground was kind of neat just because hopefully he mans up and quits being a brat and starts and it looked like he had sith eyes by the way yeah too. so hopefully you know they take him away from being this bratty little dude that throws fits to this you know total brute guy that <laughs> force chokes people and throws them into cows jake <clears throat> Thanks for passing it to me, Kyle. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like an idiot. All I can say is oh. the fact that I saw an A-Wing in the trailer has got me more hyped than anything else in the trailer. That I will see a Rebel pilot flying an A-Wing at some point. Mm-hmm. At some point in this movie makes me very excited. What if we get another Hammerhead uh, cruiser like we did? You know what? Hammerhead cruisers are living memes, okay? They are alive. They are the saviors of the rebellion. I mean, really, there should be a subreddit dedicated to Hammerhead cruisers. I'm going to actually starting that right now. Let's go ahead and start. I'll join that. It'd be like r slash trebuchet memes, just Hammerhead memes. Let's get it done. What do you, uh, Star. What do you what, yeah, oh my goodness. What do you think, Jake? Give us your uh, give us your innermost thoughts. Well, I can't get too deep because it was a relatively short, shallow trailer. Yeah. Um But I will say that Will Order of Wills. Anyway, um I will say that I am very afraid. Of this movie, uh, it yes. could be the greatest so far, or it could destroy my undying love for Star Wars. Um, Why is that, Jummit? Please enlighten us. <laughs> I'm so 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 invested in the world of Star Wars, uh, particularly in Luke Skywalker as a character. <laughs> he was my hero, and Anakin up, I, on the prequel memes. No, don't forget no, Jar Jar Binks. Nope, nope. Prequels don't exist. Never happened. Prequels do. I get to choose what's canon. Shut up. Um, <laughs> there's there's grainy as sand, my friend. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> nope. It's like sand. It'll get washed into the ocean. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm 
very, very, very invested in these, and uh, I am horrified that they're going to do something I don't like with it. Um, not necessarily I don't like that from a storytelling perspective is bad for the series. Um, you know, just the whole implication of The Last Jedi and then Luke saying he needs to end the Jedi. Well, if there's no Jedi to oppose the Sith, what happens? Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I, f- I feel like Luke's going to establish some kind of new order of the order of the wills. I think my personal opinion, I won't get too depth in depth into the lore, but uh, basically trying to strike a, a more balanced approach to the force instead of just saying light and dark, it's, you know, light, but everything's focused on passion, you know, not on passion, on compassion, on having affection for other people, caring for people, trying to help just doing good in the world instead of worrying about light and dark and this and that, just trying to always do good. Um, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. I'm just a little concerned because at Star Wars Celebration, uh, Mark Hamill was talking about when he was presented with the script for episode seven or eight, rather that, uh, he looked through the, you know, his lines and the direction they were taking Luke Skywalker in, and he went and told the director that uh, he disagreed with pretty much every move they were taking in regards to his character. Um, so that that has me a little concerned, but at the same time, you know, it may not be a bad direction to go. It may have just been one that he didn't want to go. So um, he said he came around to it after a while, but uh, he wasn't sure the fans would be so forgiving so we'll see what happens and i will say <clears throat> too i was reading today daisy ridley thought the same thing about ray and she talked to the director about it too and eventually Daisy ridley came around to it and was comfortable with it just like mark hamill was i just found that interesting that even daisy ridley didn't like what they were doing with ray so that makes me a little concerned <clears throat> yeah well as long as go ahead i'm sorry I know I'm very stoked for the comic coming out that explains how Phasma got out of the trash compactor. Oh, She's yes. She's alive. Jummet called it. You're all welcome, and she, world. And she is in the trailer for anyone who missed it. Well, that could be a flashback. <laughs> oh, my God. She's gosh. alive, bro. She's it's in been the trailer. confirmed. She, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying the flashback that's in the trailer uh, yeah, is yeah, a flashback. Yeah. I mean, come on. It could be. Come on. You never know. It is. We don't it know. Is. Caleb's calling it. Crab's calling it. That's you heard it here first on Crab Nation calling it. Do you ever Jumit Nation disagrees back? with Crab Nation? Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> you ever think they bring back Jar Jar? Okay, moving on. Heck so no. uh, <laughs> Battlefront Two was also released on the same starring Jar Jar. Uh, starring Jar Jar, yeah. <laughs> same weekend, we got a trailer for that. Um, wow! I mean, wow! It looks yeah. amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we move on to Battlefront real quick, uh, did you guys see they announced the release date for Episode 9? What? Yes, I saw it, but I didn't yeah, read it. Instead of coming out in December on my anniversary like Star Wars is supposed to, because Star Wars is about me, um, <laughs> it's coming out in, on May 24th. When my wife told me it was May, I was like, well, maybe they're going to try to make Star Wars Day a big thing, but May 24th is like, what the heck is that? Like, maybe they're having problems with it right now, and they're trying to, you know, give them an extra six months to work on it. Who knows? On the battlefront. <clears throat> so, I think that EA is doing a fantastic job with the single player campaign. I mean, obviously we ha- we can't know for sure, but the fact that 
they put together such a well-made trailer. That game engine is beautiful. I mean, it's it's just like a, a movie. And I think that's going to be a really interesting perspective to take it from. I'm Jum is there is there any kind of like any kind of canon stuff based off of anything like that or uh, that you know? No, the um, the story is an original story written for Battlefront. Um, it is going to revolve around. Uh, there's actually going to be a, a book that comes out before it that's going to set up, kind of go into the creation of the main character. Yeah. Um, basically, they're an elite. They're spec ops. You know, they're sent in to break rebel lines, um, secure specific objectives, stuff like that. Yeah, special forces. Um, pretty much the descendants of the commandos from the Republic. Republic <laughs> commandos of the game. Um, so the events of Battlefront 2, it's going to start at Return of the Jedi, the destruction of the second Death Star, the death of the Emperor, and basically it's going to be about the founding of the First Order. Um, and this group of commandos is going to help get things off the ground. I don't know who they'll be working with, probably one of the old moths or something from the Empire, but... Uh, I'm interested to see how they do it and if it's good from a story point, uh, story standpoint. I was pretty pleased to see that uh, one of my favorite IGN guys from back in the day, Mitch Dyer, is the one who wrote, co-wrote the story for the game. Yes, I'm so excited to see what what was written because I just like you, Jumit, I love Mitch Dyer, so I just want to see what he can come up with. Yeah, I mean, I've I haven't seen a single negative thing about this game yet and obviously you know there's always there always something could go wrong i mean it could could not be as good as we think it is going to be but uh i mean they've added really seems like they've listened you know there's classes now instead of just loadouts um yeah you've got split screen you've got offline play so a lot of the things that people have asked for um, no season pass. Yeah, no season yeah. pass. These things are coming back, and you know, it kind of seems like they're going back to the roots of the original Battlefronts. Yeah, I'm are really they, intrigued to see how they do with the space battles because that was my favorite part of Battlefront Two. <laughs> so yes, one thing, I, one thing I haven't heard much about is so it's so it's supposed to go across all three eras, right? Correct. Clone Wars, Rebellion, and then New Republic. Is what yes. I'm assuming. So we're yes, we'll be fighting droids. Right. Yes, and playing as droids. So yeah. I mean, that's the part I'm most excited for. Yeah. I love playing I, as the droids I, in the original Battlefronts. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that too. You'll be able to customize. Uh, sounds like they're adding a deep, pretty deep customization system to it. Um, I assume you know you'll be able to make your droid look somewhat special, and uh, you know the different class systems. You'll have different weapons that you'll use within the classes, kind of like Battlefield One. Um, Definitely weapons. Um, specialization. I mean, that's something that we'll see more in depth too. I was actually reading through what you receive with the, um, with the, uh, like the larger versions of the game, you know, the $80 and the, um, hundred dollar version. And they had a lot of like, uh, um, weapon add-ons. Like I'm trying to find it here real quick. Let's see. Well, he's looking for well, that. I hope that, I was going to say, I hope for that couple game it would come back like Galactic Conquest. If Galactic yeah. Conquest comes back, my life will be yeah, over. That would be awesome. Do you, do, they don't have a release date for that yet, do they? 
Uh, I thought they said November it was November. Something. <clears throat> okay. November yeah, something. November. Yeah. It was a couple weeks before the movie comes out, like like okay. Battlefront 1 did for I, Episode I, 7. I was going to say, I wonder if they were going to release DLC that kind of uh, coincides with the movie, how Battlefront 1 did it, uh, or the first they Battlefront haven't for this generation. said yet. I'm, I'm optimistic. I hope they do. I, I do know that the only way to get the, so far, the only way announced to get the Fate, not Fate, Fate of the Jedi, that's books. Um, <laughs> the Last Jedi, uh, Ray and Kylo's skins is by pre-ordering the game, which kind of bums me out, but I'm going to pre-order it. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Looks like, um, <clears throat> so just looking through what you get with the uh, larger versions of the game, there's um, uh, Enhanced Grip Mod, uh, Barrel Vent Mod, Trigger Mod, Scope Mod. So we're going to see some uh, what I would assume to be some pretty in-depth weapon customization Something that we haven't really seen in a Star Wars game before, so I think it's I think it's they're definitely taking it in a in a really good direction, and I don't see how they could screw this up any worse than the first Battlefront. Oh so. yeah, I was so psyched for the first game, and then when they released it, I lasted about two weeks playing that game. And yeah, it's like a running joke on the internet right now. Yeah. The original Battlefront was kind of like a tech demo for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think my greatest hope for the game is that uh, some of the characters from Rebels make it in the game. I'd really like to see Ezra and uh, Sabine, at least, if not Kanan also. I think that would be really cool. Um, please, no no old man Darth Maul, I beg you. Old man? Did <laughs> talk of that? No. You don't want he, robotic leg Darth Maul? He was in Rebels. He's finally dead now. Uh, not spoilers. Spoiler spoilers! Alert. If you haven't watched season three of Star Wars Rebels, oh, dude, which I'm in the middle of, I'm almost there. I'm almost that episode. Uh, you can't just drop spoilers like that, man. Well, he did. You got to put a spoiler <laughs> alert yeah. before. Oh my gosh! No, nope. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'll, um, I'll shut up now. Sorry. <laughs> Made me lose my train of thought. Thank you. I had something old actually man. important. Old to man say. Logan. I mean, old man. Uh, old man Maul. Maul. I would like to see old man Obi Wan, like old Ben, like uh, Alec Guinness. Awesome. I would love yeah. to see him in it. Old man Qui Gon walking slow. Wait, he his only ability is he legs. can trade like Qui-Gon three times and he disappears. Old man, he gets kind of impaled. Yeah. How would you feel if Saul Guerrero was a hero? I'd be okay with that. K two would be a sick hero. We need Mace Windu. Yes. Yes. He was in Battlefront 2, though. Yeah. But he wasn't in the new Battlefront. No, no. Well, no, because it was only the yeah. original the, trilogy yeah. era. I do. I don't know. I like him a lot. Um, I, I did like one of my favorite things I read about it um, was that offline split screen um, will have bot matches like in Battlefront 2. And <clears throat> when you play those, you will actually unlock and level up stuff for the online. So the offline will actually be relevant to the, yeah, to the main game. It makes a lot of sense. I think that, I think it's headed in a good direction and, um, there's a lot to look forward to it. So we'll keep, I'm sure we'll see more of that at E3. I think there's, there's an ever growing list of games that E3 is just going to blow out of the water this year. I think, our, it's a trap. We're gonna have we're gonna have a two hour episode after E three again <laughs> this year. Talk again. About oh yeah. See, can make sure to take some notes. Um. And by the way, I feel like 2017 is like another like golden year for gaming. It's been a while since we've had like this 
this plethora of just good stuff. really good stuff to choose from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely definitely heading in a good direction. Um, but uh, moving on, we have a new segment on the podcast this week. Um, we actually have some uh, questions from listeners. And uh, so I guess how we'll do this is I'll just prevent, present the question. You're going to prevent questions. I'm going to prevent the questions. I'm going to present <laughs> this segment. Let's go on to the last part. I'll be back. I'll be back. I got questions. <laughs> Send us your questions so we can promptly throw them in the trash. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys are done, I'm going to present P-R-E-S-E-N-T some questions now to you gentlemen. And I'd like to hear your, I think I'm ready. your responses in a loud and clear voice. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, I was going to say oh the boy. same thing. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, Oh, God. All right. Question one. What game have you always wanted to play but never had the chance to play? This is from Shelby in Ohio. So I thought about this a lot. I have not owned a Sony console. Burn me at the stake if you wish. Burned. What? But... (laughs) Yeah, I've never owned a Sony console. So, but I've what? always wanted to. I've Ever? always wanted to play. You're Japanese, Ever. man. Yeah, seriously. I oh my know. God. Play what? Why are we bringing races? There's, there's a story behind <laughs> it, right, but right. I don't want to get into it right That's now. Fine. Um, but the Ratchet and Clank series and the Jack and Daxter series are two series of for two franchises. I wish I. I've gotten to play, seems, and I've never had the chance it to. It seems like I you can, would scratch your itch for the uh, because you love Beyond Good and Evil so much. Those platforming games, yeah. I can say Jack and Daxter is a wonderful series. Wonderful, I believe it. Uh, for me, a video game I've always wanted to play uh, but never have is F Zero GX, the one for GameCube. What? Uh, what? Isn't it? No, it's, it came oh, out in no. America. They just didn't release a lot of copies, so it's kind of hard to get your hands on it. Retails for about forty five now, and for like an older game, I don't feel like dropping that on it. But yeah. Someday, actually, it's F Zero AX is the one I want to play, which is the arcade variant that has extra maps and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it came with a freaking sweet motion seat. Like when you turn, it would rumble, and the seat would lean with you as you were going mm-hmm. around the turns. If you hit boost, the whole thing would like glow red and start shaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to play. But that there's only awesome. like three in the United States that are still open to the public. Yeah, it sounds super cool. How about you, Kyle? Um, well, I've I've played it. So I don't know if this counts 100%, but uh, on PlayStation 2, I played um, Shadows of the Colossus. Well, I wanted to go back and play that with the remake because uh, I, I kind of vaguely remember the game, but uh, doing it with with upgraded graphics and stuff, I want to go back and play through and just kind of understand the game better as what it is. Um, I I do remember, you know, fighting huge giants and you have to crawl your way up them and hit certain point, points on them and, and whatnot. But that's a game I've wanted to revisit the the better version of the game. I don't know. Good choice, man. Yeah. That's it, a great it, one. I remember, yeah, I remember the game being incredible. I just, you know, I don't remember I th- too much from it. I think for me, a game I've always wanted to play is Majora's Mask. 
I've never actually had a chance what? to play that because I just I was too young when that game came out and little baby that was a baby and uh, mm-hmm. yeah I just Wait, I've never had a but ch- you're evil. <laughs> what we don't need to bring up age okay <laughs> I think it came out in ninety nine so I, mean, I would have been four yeah. I would have been four so okay. <laughs> I think uh, why do I keep saying I think I don't understand why. I continue to say it, begin my sentences with I think Just embrace the meme. I'm a I am a living meme. meme, but uh <laughs> Majora's Mask is the game I, I wish I had played. Uh it's a good pick. Part two from Shelby in Ohio. Apparently we're allowing two questions from listener per listener. So no more than two, <laughs> Shelby, next time. Uh what is the best moment in any video game you've ever played? So, I have two. So, I'll start with my number one moment. Well, not number one moment. It's in no particular order. Uh, so, one is in Knights of the Old Republic. That reveal that you are Revan, I still get chills when I think about that moment. Especially when I think back to when I first remember that moment. So, I don't know. I can't say spoiler at this point. Because if you haven't played Knights of the Old Republic, there's something wrong with you. Agreed. And then the other one, there is a moment in Beyond Good and Evil that is still, I think, just like cinematically is beautiful. So there's, a, it's towards the end of the game and it's like there's slow motion and there's like explosions happening everywhere and you still have control of the character, which I think is really cool. It's not just a cinematic scene that you have no control over. You have control over everything. And it just uh, a lot of the things that are going on around you and the music and the pacing of that particular part is fantastic. Whenever I replay through the game, I always have an extra save at that moment. So I can play it whenever I want to. Uh, I'll go next. I guess we'll stick with the same rotation. Uh, my top two also, I can't decide between the two. Uh, my first would definitely be... Um, they're both Bungie games, BT dubs. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> when I finally got into Vault of Glass and Destiny for the first time and took down Atheon, getting to that room and fighting him was such a long, hard struggle for me. I was playing with a group of like veterans at the time, and I was pretty new, and they pretty much carried me through it. But just the jumping puzzle and all that struggle to finally get to the last room and see Atheon was... Something I can't really, you know, the only thing I can relate it to is Oryx and Taken King um, running into that <clears> final <throat> room and him popping up, scaring the bejesus out of you. Um, the other moment is the end credit scene for Halo 3 on Legendary. Um, when I finally went through the crucible of beating that game on Legendary and came out the other side of the credits and got to see Chief still alive, that pretty well changed my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I will say briefly, honorable mention goes to Fire Emblem Awakening when you find out that Lucina is your daughter. Kyle? Um, well, now you made me think about Destiny. Um, orig- <laughs> so, just go with, uh, originally, when I read this question, I thought of Inside. And playing it for the first time. And I kind of hate, you know, picking that game because it's relatively new. 
Um, it's just, I, I've never had a game that left my jaw drop as the way that game did at the end of it, at the end of it. I was just, you know, just completely shocked with what the game built up to be. And, and the last 30 minutes of the game itself, I was just, I, it, it was burned into my brain is basically what that game did. And, and I feel like it was one of the best video game moments I've ever played, uh, throughout my life. Um, I guess another small moment is in Destiny, the Taken King raid, when we beat Golgroth for the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because yes. I think the game lagged out. Something lagged out while we were playing it, and we killed him. And that was hilarious. And, you know, just kind of one of those, like, all moments, like, we finally did it, so we can get out of this place and move on to the next part. Before we move on to Kyle... Uh, I think Carrington would probably agree, or yeah, one of you (laughs) KC people. Um, I completely forgot about the death of Cortana in Halo 4. The first and only time I've cried in a video game. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, on to grabs now. And can I, like, piggyback on that? Because when I played that originally, I've never played those games before until about a year ago, and I just blasted through them and when i got to the end of halo 4 i was emotionally exhausted yeah yeah and good night because three was also just emotionally exhausting but then you get to four and you get to the end of four and you're just like oh, oh my gosh yeah. i cannot take this like emotionally anymore like i i, I had to cry yeah. <laughs> like Destiny's a great game but it still hasn't captured that feeling from halo 3 on into four of like this is the end of the world. Our back's against the wall. Earth is it. Like, if we lose here, we're dead. Yeah. Like, for some reason, Destiny just never captured that feeling. Get on it, Bungie. Get on it. Well, I mean, it's just Destiny 1. I mean, Halo 1 didn't have that. That. Yeah. Well, it kind of it kind of did, but not like, Especially once the, like, like the rest of the series. We're stealing yeah. Crab's spotlight. Crabs, oh, I'm sorry. what's your most memorable, memorable moment from Mario Sunshine? God, how did you know it? <laughs> <laughs> because you always, dude. I, was, so I love that game, dude. Like it's one of my favorite of all time. I literally, Mar- did you say Mario Sunshine? Yes, yeah, Super Mario Sunshine, no, dude. Paid, yeah. Um, the bout, the the fight when you 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 had the cannonball out to the island, so you like launch yourself in a cannon out to this island and then you have to fight this giant robot bowser while you're fighting bowser um bowser i don't know dude you know it's freaking 11 p.m i'm tired you were late i'm sorry i'm sorry i love you just keep talking um and you're gonna go play games after this (sighs) bowser bowser robot and a (laughs) I'm too self-conscious. You find a giant robot and a miniature dragon thing, and you're on a roller coaster, and you have to shoot it with rockets, with paint rockets or water rockets or something. I don't know. It was great. I really enjoyed that. And probably, I mean, honestly, Destiny, my, my, one of my favorite things of all time was, uh, King's Fall. The first time that I beat that, that I led a group through the raid and we beat orcs from start to finish and taking that screenshot of everyone sitting there while he's floating back Fly into the, the gravity of uh, S- Saturn's orbit. So definitely a, definitely a, a, a awesome moment there. 
Um, I can well, I say real quick that I thought that one of you were going to say, "Oh yeah, my favorite moment in Destiny was when Carrington fell asleep during the raid." That was that was pretty great. <laughs> my favorite Destiny moment uh, so, was going eight no three times and losing. Uh, on to uh, our next topic, please. <laughs> um, yes, what Jesse Murnahan on Twitter brings us. Um, what do you guys think of the new episodes of Mystery Science Theater? I am currently on episode one. Oh, I'm not on. I'm not on one. Like oh seven or eight. Yes. Crap, man. Star Crash, I think is the name. It's like a Star Wars ripoff. It's fantastic so far. I'm not, I haven't finished that episode yet, but it's overall, everybody, I'm. Sounds like a movie where everybody crashes into each other in the middle of a space battle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still in the middle of it, so I, possibly that's what happens. But I feel like that with each episode, the cast gets stronger and stronger with everything, with the choice of movies, the riffs, the the chemistry between all the all the characters, and plus the cameos are fantastic, also. So. Um, I'm just excited to get to the end of it, and I'm actually afraid to finish it, because it's so great. <laughs> How many episodes are there this season? Is it like 13? It's like 12 or 13, okay. yeah. Uh, I'm on episode 2, uh, which is... So, the first episode is Reptilicus, and... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, spoiler alerts if nobody's seen this show yet, because it's hilarious. Uh... Two of the best parts of the movie are what the first guy that's in the family that's <laughs> so clear. It's hilarious. They're, they're sitting at the table, and and Reptilicus comes in with its arms, the arms that are stuck on its neck, and right, right. Uh, eats the guy. The guy's all out. I, I don't know. It's some kind of movie magic. It then he looks terrible. And then the second best part is when Reptilicus comes out of the ocean at the beach and sprays everybody with his toxic goop. <clears throat> Um, and then the second movie I'm on right now, I forget what it's called, but it's about Bigfoot, and it's pretty great. It's a lot of corny stuff, and I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they got Jonah Ray uh, in there, because uh, I've listened to um, him on The Nerdist every once in a while, and he also has his own podcast called uh, Jonah Radio, where he talks about music and bands. Um, and I just I think he's a good fit for the replace of Mike from the previous uh, episodes of Mystery Science Theater. He's yes. he's yes. funny and sarcastic and just. Uh, I really think that they pit, did a good job uh, having him as it, the host. It did take me a second though to get used to Jonah as well as the new voices for Crow and. Uh, gosh, Tom, I, I can't remember yeah, his name. Kitty Tom Servo. Yes, Tom Servo. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it just took, it did take me a second to get to their new voices and just the. Just, you know, you're used to it a certain way after all these years. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Uh, I have not started it yet because oh. <gasps> Sorry. getting me to do anything that's not play video games is a real struggle for my wife. So Listen. shout out to you for being perseverant, Brianne. Thank you. <laughs> have you watched it, Kayla? Uh Yeah, I've watched. Uh, me, okay. Lindsay and I have watched the first episode. Um, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of time to spend watching Netflix. I usually watch Wait, late just, at night, but you, I, episode, the second movie we've been playing know, Paladins, Paladins, yeah. Paladins oh Champions God, of just, the Realm. Paladin um, hit us up on Twitter I if you guys do. want to play Paladins with us at any point. Um, it's pretty. It's like Black Overwatch. Rebido, it's like Overwatch, Paladins, but Paladins. you get to uh, ride horses. We'll play with every one of our fans. Yeah. 
Overwatch, but with horses, also $20 cheaper. Also, uh, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40 cheaper. $40 cheaper. Excuse me. Hey, hold on. We're getting and just as good. Right, right, right. Yeah. Back to so, Mr. Science so far, Caleb. Yeah. Yes. Host. You're hosting us straight into uh, a deep ocean. All right. Full well, of sharks and I believe it's my turn I to talk. So. Um, I really, well, I really appreciate, I really appreciate what, um, the <laughs> really stupid jokes throughout Mystery Science Theater. The first episode, I, I like, <laughs> I, I laughed out loud when, um, that guy's two daughters walked up to the scientist that came in <laughs> and like carted him off one on each arm. And the really old dude says to the maid scientist, that's a lucky guy. I was like, that's one of the creepiest things you can say to your coworkers. Yeah, is, hey, that guy that's with both of your daughters is super lucky. That's yeah. really weird, dude. I was just like falling in line with the jokes. The old mystery science theaters. Some of the jokes still like up, uphold to today, mm-hmm. but the jokes in the new uh, mystery science theater are modern to me. So like, I can really appreciate them a lot more. Uh, they made like an MMORPG joke. I don't know if that was in Reptilius or in the second episode with Bigfoot. I think it was in the Bigfoot okay. episode. If I remember and right. I just remember like I just I thought that was so cool. Like hey, like you know what they're talking about and yeah. stuff. I will say so far my favorite movie. It's called The Beast of Hollow Mountain. When you guys get there, we need to talk. Okay. Because it's fantastic. Is that the new Arby's? And I would just oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meat Mountain. <laughs> Meat Mountain. <laughs> But I will say, just guys give you a taste of this movie. There is a father and son characters in the movie. The father's name is Pancho, and the son's name is Panchito. Oh, great. (laughs) Something to look forward to. Oh, tsunami. Oh, Oh, that's a great movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, um, you guys want to answer this next question, or do we want to leave it for next time so we... Yeah, we'll let's, do it. Do it. let's, let's go, go ahead and do it. Let's do it. All right. Jamie on Twitter. So we've had Shelby, Jesse, and Jamie this week. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Okay, well, why don't Much you love. say exactly what I'm about Shout to say, Jonathan? Shout out to you guys. Yes, yeah, because I can Shout read out your mind. Well, how about to all in unison? Yep. Ready? Three, okay. two, Three. one. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Anyways, Jamie from Twitter says, your favorite Tony Hawk game and favorite Tony Hawk skate skater. But she spelled it like S-K-8-R. I think this was inspired from our question of the day that we had. Was it? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was inspired from the question of the day because uh, you said your favorite soundtrack, Kyle, was from Tony Hawk. Pro Skater One and Two. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite Tony Hawk game is by far Tony Hawk's Underground. I love the story. You know, it's just creating your own skater and seeing him progress from you know this this nobody kid to going up to the professional level and all the crap that happens in between. I think it's hilarious it's a fun ride and you also meet you know professionals along the way that are played by the actual skaters who um so chad muska is played by chad muska so on and so forth and my favorite tony hawk skater is chad muska i don't know why just as a kid i always loved his didn't give a crap kind of style and uh and when i saw him in tony Hawk's underground who was the first professional you meet i like laughed because it's so Chad Muska in that in that in his little five minute 
uh, screen time in the game. It's hilarious and it's awesome. Uh, Underground was really good, and I remember you get to meet the pros and stuff, and I thought that was so different from the previous uh, installments of the series. I think the most memorable Tony Hawk game uh, is Tony Hawk 1 for me, just because at the time I was uh, really getting into skateboarding, and just having that game out kind of was an inspiration to continue to skate, just because I was in love with Tony Hawk and most of the skaters in the game. Um, I remember spending a lot of time in the warehouse in the downhill jams, uh, the one where it's in the desert, I can't remember, and the one in the mall were just so cool and, and fun to race against your friends in, uh, the tr- trumpet horns from Goldfinger's, uh, Superman song is forever burned into my brain, and, uh, definitely just that game, I just have so many good memories of it, just staying at a friend's house and, and wasting the summer away playing it. Uh, favorite skaters I played is Andrew Reynolds and Rodney Mullen, because I think Rodney Mullen is a skating uh, icon. He is, I think he is like the skating icon besides Tony yeah, Hawk. Yeah, he's like the father of skating. I feel like it should be Rodney Mullen's pro skater, but you know, Tony Hawk has the 900, so. Yeah. I think that's the only reason it's named after Tony Hawk. Dude, Otherwise, be, I think the name goes to Rodney Mullen. It should be Bob Burnquist's pro skater. Burnquist is, oh! ri- is ridiculous, too. He's still winning, and he's yeah. like oh, yeah, He's still performing today, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll say my favorite game was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I played as Eric Costin Ooh. Uh, because Ooh, nice. I digged him in her life. liked watching his uh, street stuff. Um, I also played as Andy Reynolds in the first one, so... <laughs> Reynolds is amazing. Yeah. Costin is incredible, too. Um, He's still going at it now, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, played the high, the high school Antonio Pro Skater, too? Is that your favorite level? For me? Yeah. Uh, no, I liked the, uh, the indoor, um, don't want the bowl. For some reason, I just would, like, go, like, smash it in a bowl for like half an hour at a time isn't it crazy how like you could just burn away in one area like one section of the game it just skating that area yeah uh but that that was like always my thing i like doing the like because i was playing as eric cost and i like trying to do like the crazy street stuff Mm -hmm. doing manuals and all that i had a lot of fun with that like my brothers couldn't there was like uh uh, there was like something in the game that kept track of like your longest manuals and stuff, and my brothers couldn't beat my stuff, my longest <laughs> manuals, and so they'd get all mad and pout about it. Yeah. Did Kit? Uh, I don't think I've ever played a Tony Hawk Skater game. <clears throat> okay. Well, oh we're gonna have to get it and stream oh playing it, and then get your reactions. Darth you Maul. Got... Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I forgot about Darth that was, Maul. Was that was that Per Skater Three? Uh, I think that was the special edition of two, and then Spider Man was in three. I think. When, when did Bam Margera get introduced to the series? Because I don't think he was in the first one, was he? He was in Underground. Was yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Uh, it's about where I fell off the bandwagon. I played Underground. I think one and two, and then that was it. I only played Underground one, and that was the last one I played. Did you guys play Skate? Yes. Yes. A lot. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel that that is the like closest thing to a realistic skateboarding game that we've had yet 
Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, I I read that Tony Hawk's working on something with a studio that's not Activision, so it won't be called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It'll be some kind of skating game, but something else. I feel like we just need Skate Four. Four. Yes. That's not Skate Three. Yes. Skate Three is yes. amazing. Don't you? Skate two with better graphics. They took dude. Yes, they took out the broken bones thing. They lost me as soon as they did that. Yeah, by far. That was. And I'll say, I love Tony Hawk, but Skate has just this. It has skating, like it it is skating. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're actually, you know, rolling through. And some of the tricks are so technical to do with like the thumbsticks and the triggers and stuff it's like it actually feels like you're doing something instead of just smashing square over and over and hitting triangle to grind square to flip trick circle to grab and x to ollie yep yep all right guys i miss those games i wish my favorite pro skater game was dave mira bmx (sighs) dude i played that that was good (laughs) just kidding yep dude uh i think i've heard i will forever have memorized uh what I got by Sublime because oh, of yeah. that game. Yes, <laughs> I just that, put that yes. same track on over and over and over. And the one by Rancid, I don't remember what track it was, but I think Matt Hoffman had a game too that I played. Yes, yes, he did. Though, I mean, that's when all those games came out, and a lot of them were were good. At least they entertained me as a you know thirteen, fourteen. Well, I don't see those anymore. I, I miss those like oh Tony Pro Hawk, Extreme Sport they had games. Tony Hawk Pro Skater like four. Five or something? No, no, that, yeah. that, no, no, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. What? <laughs> it's perfection. It was. Oh my gosh! I don't even know why they released Did you it. See when when they had um had him on Conan. No, oh, you need look it up on YouTube when Tony Hawk is on Conan introducing the game. It's uh, Conan's okay. gaming segment, and it's hilarious. Like it's cringe worthy. Ooh, ooh! I know what I'm doing before bed tonight. Yeah. Uh, Krabs, you want to take us on to our next uh, topic? Yeah, it's uh, called the outro. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks to all of our people Quite again for sending questions. That was awesome. Keep them coming. Yes, please. Yes, we love the and questions. Love questions. questions. Yeah, even if it's the same it's people, people. Yeah. we will still answer. Even if it's about them. food or yeah. whatever. Uh, well, preferably not food because or movies, but uh, <laughs> we'll still answer. Yeah, we'll well, if it's about meat, we'll still answer the question. Which, by the way, we're going to try and get the meat mountain in by the next episode. Uh, odd way to say that, but... Uh, uh, all right, well... Um, oh, jokes to be made. I'm not going to make them, though. Shang Tuna, why don't you tell us about the sc- streaming, sc- uh, screaming schedule this... Uh, Situation. <laughs> the streaming schedule. <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to start streaming much more regularly on Twitch and Beam. So if you're watching uh, either one, uh, so twitch.tv slash real dudes pod or beam.pro slash real dudes pod. Um, so what am I playing on the streams right now? Anything on the switch. So right now you'll probably see a lot of Puyo Puyo Tetris and Mario Kart 8 when that drops on Friday. Um, and right now the schedule is Monday through Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. to whenever I fall asleep. And then also Friday, 9 p.m. to whenever I fall asleep. And then if I'm free on a Saturday, I will stream um, whenever I can, if I'm free on a Saturday. Um, so that means Sundays and Thursdays, I am completely off. And if you guys are available, uh, just come join me and we'll see what happens. Um, I know that the other RDP crew members are working on getting a setup possibly and probably stream more regularly on their Xbox. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I... I still want to stream inside at some point from beginning to end. Just yeah, too lazy yeah right keep now. an eye out. We'll 
be maybe doing some streaming around that schedule to uh, off my PC. I know we might do some Heroes of the Storm. Um, I'd like to get a few. I have a few titles in mind that we'll keep you guys updated with on uh, Twitter that I like to play. Um, and uh, hopefully we'd, we'd like to get some YouTube content up soon as well. So I know YouTube is kind of cancer right now um, with that whole ad situation, but uh, we're not going to be making any money off of it. So you might as well have some fun, right? <laughs> not anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. <All right. laughs> I did just, if you guys are interested, I just did post an unboxing video on our YouTube channel. Um, I got a custom made Xbox One controller. I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan, so I got them in the orange and blue colors. And I must say, I am loving the controller much more so than my uh, normal one, just because it's got colors, baby. I'm surprised you get Cincinnati Reds color. Uh, it was too bland. No. I, I thought I, I made it up on the website. It was just too bland because reds is just red and white, and I just didn't like how the colors worked. The minute they throw custom elite controllers on there, oh I yeah, one. Oh baby, I do Ooh, like. Baby. I saw the. I watched a video. I like how it. Um, your gamer tag is on, uh, on the controller. I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was an extra 10 bucks to do, and I got it during the spring sale, so it was like 70 bucks for the entire thing. That's okay. fantastic. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, I hope everybody has a good week, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You stay frosty, San Diego. <laughs> stay frosty, San Diego. Classy, <laughs> and, uh, froggy. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Check Flashy. out our Facebook uh, Instagram, you can find all that stuff uh, on our Twitter at uh, RealDudes underscore pod. So, uh, thanks. Bye. Have a good time. Love you. Bye bye. Have a bye. rad day. Have a rad day. There you go. the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.